0: Okay. Did you hear? Yeah? Okay. Okay, we're going on to the next Mishnah, Mishnah Dalad. <laughs> continuing with the number ten. There were ten Nisim that were done to our forefathers in Mitzrayim and ten that were done by the Yamsu. Now, Rashi says here, "Asara nisim nasi l'aviseinu that ten nisim were done in Mitzrayim. Loynis Rashi says we don't know what they are. They have not been explained to us. What are the ten nisim that were done in Mitzrayim? Now, all of the Mepharshim um, argue on Rashi. In fact, some of them ask on Rashi. And the Lashon of, of some of the Mepharshim is that the ten... Now let, Let's go, backtrack a second. Rashi says, not only the ten Nisan that were done in Mitzrayim do we not know, the ten Nisan that were done Al-Hayam we also don't know. On the entire Mishnah, Rashi has three words. is Nisfarish Lani. We don't know what's going on here. So the Mefarshim say, they say we don't understand. The Nisim that were done on the Yam there's a lot of Midrashim that say all the Nisim. So what's Rashi saying? We don't know what they are. The Midrashim of us, Abnasim, and we'll, we'll talk about this later, but the, they, they tell us exactly what the Ted Nisim were. So what does Rashi mean? And... For the 10 Nisim that were done in Mitzrayim, the Lashon of the Rashvat is, E'non pirish. Why do you need to, an explanation for that? It's very simple, and all the Mepharshim say it say, say the same thing, that the very fact that Mitzrayim were, was hit with 10 Makais, and we, Kla Yisrael, were not affected by those Makais, that's 10 Nisim. So... That's what the Rashbat says. What does Rashi mean? We don't know the ten in Mitzrayim. Ain't on and You don't even have to explain it because it's so obvious. If there's ten Makais that we didn't have, that's a Nase. We lived in Mitzrayim. Why did it only hit the Mitzrayim It didn't hit us? That's part of the Nase. So what does Rashi mean one? That is the question, obviously there is no answer Because Rashi says But in the explanation of the Mishnah Of the 10 Nisim the Nasula, All the Mefarshim seem to be saying That we are talking about That we were saved from The 10 Makas Now The most Mefarshim and the Rambam is the leader, so to speak, of the group, say that if you look at the Psukim, that talk about the Makkah, you'll see over and over, almost by every Makkah, that Hashem, it says it was only only Mitzrayim was hit with that Makkah. And the Mefarshim go through each and every one, and talks about, um, let's see, like... um, by dam, it says the Egyptians couldn't drink from the Ar. Why? Because it was full, It was blood. So, but it says only the Egyptians. You see, Klai Yisrael was not included. The same thing when it talks about the frogs. It said in your house, in your servant's house, in your nation. You see again, only Klai And over and over, if you look through the p'suk, and the only one that it does not say that it's only going to be in in, in Mitzrayim is Kinim. The Makkah of Kinim, um, it doesn't say explicitly in the Torah that it's only going to be on the Egyptians. Um, however, the Ramam says, It's well known, that the Kinim also did not affect the Jews. Rather, because the Mepharshim do have this problem that why does the Torah not say that the Kinim only were amongst the Egyptians if the Torah said it by each and every other Makkah so the Mepharshim say that the Kinim did come there the Kinim were where Kalei was but the Kinim for the Mitzriim it, it, um, it bit them and it, and it made their lives miserable. For the Jews, the kingdom war was around, the, this lice it was around, but it didn't go onto their bodies and it didn't hurt them and it didn't affect them, but it was in their neighborhood, so to speak. So therefore, it's still a nice that we were not affected by the kingdom even though the passage does not say it specifically. Okay, now just to pause here for a moment, I want to go a li- into a little bit the inion of the Yassar and the Tan-Machas once we're here. And um, since we're getting closer to Pesach, it's not like totally um, off topic. So, Chazal tell us... Hazel tell us that all of the ten makkas were Mizakaneged Midah, or that's at least one of the ideas of the ten makkas. They were Mizakaneged Midah for things that Mitzrayim did to Kla Yisrael, Mitzrayim did to Kla Yisrael, and therefore they were punished with these ten makkas. And the Majashim says as follows, we'll quickly go through the different makkas and see what was the Mitzakaneged Midah. So, the first makkad, Dam, So the Medjah says, number one, the famous reason Rashi brings Adam and Chumash, is because Parai and the Mitzrayim served the Yam as a god, the Ya'ar. The water, it was a god to them. So Hashem said, first I will hit the god, and then I will take care of the Mitzrayim themselves. Another reason is because the Mitzrayim did not let Kla Yisrael go to the mikvahs, to use the mikvah to become Tahar from Tumah. And because they used the water against Kla Yisrael by not letting them be toivel, so therefore all of their water was hit and became blood. And not only that, not only the water, I mean this was water every, everywhere in the rivers, in the swamps, in, the, in their cups, anywhere the water, all water became blood, even when they would spit, their spit from their mouth, and would spit it out of their mouth, it also turned to blood. Any liquid related or to, to the Mithrium became blood. And like we all know the Midrashim that the Jew would drink from one side and it would be water and the, the Mitzri would drink from the other side and it would be Dam the well-known Midrashim that we all know from first grade, hopefully um, however, the if the Jew would sell the water to the Mitzri so then it would stay as water um, and from there the major says the Klayosel became very rich from this business of selling water <coughs> now there are other Mefarshim. we can't go through everything about all that Talmachas but the Netziv also in his on Chomesh has a very long arichas on the makkas and very explanatory and he shows you how different things fit into the psukim but if I remember correctly he has an idea that there was differences in certain water turned into real blood in other words water and blood is a different consistency blood is thick Water is, is thinner, but there were certain parts of the blood, of the, of the waters in Mitzrayim turned into real blood, actual blood, and others just looked like blood. So there were different Madragas, I don't remember exactly um, which ones did what, but he learns in, in Tzadapsukim that certain ones looked like blood, and certain ones actually became blood. Then we have the Vitzvardeya. Why did the Tswadea come to Klayisra at the meet the Because the Mitzrayim trying to oppress Claisrael used to say Listen, we're bored, so tell the Jewish people, go outside and collect for us little shkotsim or amasim, creepy crawly insects and bugs and all different types of little animals. We're in the mood of flying with them now, so you go outside, dig in the dirt, you know, go out on your hands and knees, collect all these bugs for us and bring them to us. Not only that, says the Medrash, one of the ways that the Mitreim oppressed Klaiso was making them physically carry um, all different types of merchandise that they used to sell. They used to have to carry it on their backs to carry it around for them. So one of the things that Sephardim did is it ruined all of this stuff. All the schayro, all the things that the Jews had to carry around, slept around, so the frogs came and w- went and ate them up or ruined them, whatever they did to them. Not only that, the Tsvardim used to make a lot of noise in the shrine. It was it was the the level of um, of the noise in the shrine from the them only for the matriam was like it was deafening, and it was from the Tsvardim themselves. It was from the Tsvardim that were inside the stomachs of the matriam. The medrash says that there were frogs inside of them croaking away. The noise was unbelievable. So on one side, you could have a Jew Jew and a Mitzri living next door to each other in apartments and they share a wall Anyone who ever lived in an apartment building usually could hear lots of things from all different apartments, especially when you share walls. And on one side, it was like deafening noise, and the stream were going crazy from the noise trying to find some earplugs. And on the other side, you'd have the Jews saying, Wow, it's so quiet here. This is the most quietest time we've had a whole year. They didn't hear a thing. That was part of the nature that we were talking about. And that was the noise level that there was. Rabbi Breveden, one of his pet peeves always says that the reason Hashem had to bring Tzvardim to Mitzrayim to make so much noise is because there was no creation yet of Jewish bands at Akhasana. So if they have a band at Hasana so that noise, well, you can't hear yourself think, they wouldn't have needed Tzvardim in, in Mitzrayim. But uh, they weren't created yet, so Hashem has to bring Tzvardim there. But um, that is the... That is the the tzvara that made a lot of noise, and then there were all types of different things also, every time they poured a cup, it filled up with, with, with frogs. Um, right, it says that the between couldn't even talk to each other because of the noise level. And not only that, it was such a terrible noise level, that young children and babies died from the noise level. Like, And then, after the Tzvardin died, so you would think that, okay, now they're saved from it, the stench from the rotting um, frogs in Mitzrayim was um, really, uh, just was like the icing on the cake, so to speak, here, in this Makkah. Now here also the Nativ also talks about that it wasn't just frogs, it was like crocodiles, he says crocodiles, and all different types of big... um, and he, even the, the it happens to be that the crocodiles of the Nile are the most fiercest crocodiles that there are. They really kill people. And it talks about the Tsaridim killing people. Um, the Talmud Roshim talk about. He says those were referring to these crocodiles. Um, so there were all different types of, the so Zabmevarshim say that right, there were crocodiles. I think the Nativ says there were two kinds. There was the crocodiles and there were regular frogs. You know, why should we discriminate between the two? So he had them both there going on in Mitzrayim. Then we have the mark of Kinim, of the lice. So the lice came from dust, from dirt. Right? Hashem said hit the dust and it'll turn into kinim and the reason was simple because they made the Jews sweep all the roads and their houses and they used to sweep their walks and sweep the sidewalks and means them like you know like you see in those pictures from the, what the Nazis did also made them clean the streets that's what the Mitzrayim did too and because of that, and they used, used to make a man go, go sweep the house of a woman, and the woman the man of a, a house of a man, there was, anything to be mevaz of them is what they did. So therefore what the the he took the dust, which they were so nervous about, making everyone sweep, he turned it into kinim. Chazal say there were 14 different types of lice, that were part of this Makov of Kinim. I won't read you all the names of them, but they have names. Each one has it. Fourteen different types of lice. And it was so much, that if a mitzri would try to dig into the ground, he would dig down an Amma, so let's say 18 inches to 2 feet, he still wouldn't hit dirt. It was all bugs. That's the dust turned to bugs. So therefore, what was once dirt was bugs. So Now it's all bugs. Yes, it was ew. It, it was, uh, so this was the makash, right? Now just keep in mind, when I wanted to keep this in mind here, I heard this many times, not many, I heard this a couple times from Arashiva. He said that we all think that if we would have been in Mithraim, we for sure would have gone out we wish it would have been by Kriyas Yamsa oh it would have been by Makkah I mean, how could you not believe that uh, this is the Rebbein Shalom how could you not believe in Hashem and the more you learn about the Makkahs and everything went on you should think to yourself that wow if I was there well I mean can't you see the obvious and yet how many people of Klai uh, How what percentage of Klai Yisrael went out of Mitzrayim well, 20%, right? That means 80% of Kala Yisrael. So 20%, right, was let's say 600,000. Would be very, very conservative. 600,000 were only the men between ages of 20 and 60. Besides women, children, and old people. So let's, but just very conservative. 600,000 is only 20% of Kala Yisrael, right? So you times that by 4. And you get how much? 2.4 million people who died... In Makkah's Chayshach, as we'll get to that. Why? Because they did not believe that Hashem was going to beguile Kali himself from its right. Alright? So, he used to say, Rashid would say, We think we would have been there, the Tire tells us is not so simple. Not so simple. Now, the obvious answer we have to realize is also, and this is like a very important outlook, not only in the Namakas, but whenever you learn anything in Nach, and you try to judge, or you automatically judge, we're talking about Klai, Sabash, the Khorban throughout the, the Nevi'im time, he says, what were they thinking? They served up by didn't they believe? The be Navi screaming at them that they shouldn't serve, Hashem's going to destroy the i Hashem's going to kill our Klai, where was everybody? How did it all happen? And the terrorist is very simple, and the Chazanesh writes this, and he says, in Mitzrayim especially, he says, you have to remember that we're looking at it without being there. That means to say, this is not our new so to speak. All we see is the side which should be convincing us of Hashem's metzius in the world. That Hashem is running the world. But you have to remember, there's something called Bechira. And in every generation, in every situation, there is at least equal Bechira. That means to say, that as good as the side of Ta'iv looks, there's going to be equally on the other side, the Satsanyi, Zahara, Rao, however you want to call it, that is going to make things cloudy and convince a person that don't be nispal from it. Why are you so, why are you so uh, impressed by this? And therefore there's Bekhira. And although we see it now and say. What was the other side? How could anyone think differently? But that's the way it is. The same way it is that in the times of the of the nevi'im, in the times of the malachim, in the times of the korban mei sammidash, kliyosel served avaydazara. Kliyosel served avaydazara. There was a special yitzhar of avaydazara that drove them to serve avaydazara. But there was Hashem with His b'chira gave kliyosel the nevi'im. The nevi'im. Taught Klai so not to serve Avaydazara, but we think to ourselves, and that's an easy one to understand because we all know that the Nasus Agdaila were mivato that Yitzhar of Avaydazara. So that you see clearly that we have we really have no we don't understand what the Yitzar was. So of course we would have followed the Navi. You didn't have that Yitzhar, but but Chazal the Mepharshim say that on the day that the. An sheknes sagdola got rid of the yitzhar of What else was bottled on that day? Nivua was bottled on that day. Because now that there's no yitzhar of if you only have the navi, you also lost the bechira because there's too much on the side of good. There's too much community. It would be obvious to do good. What's what's there to combat against the? What's there to be a decision connected to navi? Navi was connected. It says no. If there's no Yetzirah, so there's no Navi either. You lose that. Because everything always has to be equal. There was Ruach HaKadosh, which is a lesser Madrega. But there has to be, things have to be equal. Not L'tzad HaTayb, not L'tzad The the, You know, the, the Chazanish writes somewhere, he says that, we think it's like a big thing. We should be happy that we don't have the Eitzar of Avaydazara. Taking away the Eitzar of Avaydazara is taking away the fight of life. If you don't have a Muhammad, if you don't have the choice of the khira there's, there's no purpose to life. So we think it's a wonderful thing we don't have that yaitzer. When you when the when the it's like when you look at Adam Arishan. Adam Arishan had one mitzvah. With one mitzvah. He could have brought the world to its whole shlemus and that would have been the end of everything. We moved on to ilam haba and that would have been everything. But at the same time, if the side of what you could accomplish with Ta'iv, if... The stakes are so great, it's obvious that the other side, if he does Ra, the stakes also have to be very great. And that's why when he chose Ra in his one decision, the whole world now suffers from that. Misa and, and everything. The whole world is an entirely different world. That the existence of Ra in such a great way is only because other chose the wrong thing. Now when I choose the wrong thing, it doesn't have such great ramifications. Right? If I choose Ra and I go sir, the Ra if I go after my Etaphy doesn't have such great ramifications on the entire world, at least not like other Mauritians did, but you know what? When I choose Tali, I also don't affect as much. Everything is Tali in the stakes, and there's always equal stakes. And therefore, the sides have to be equal. So therefore, if there's Nebuah, there has to be a Vah If there's the A Vah Dazar, there has to be Nabuah. But the minute they're not there anymore, there's nothing there. If there's going to be Nisim Gluyim, there has to be a Tzad, a Bakhira. It's not it's not, that's not what Hashem Hashem put us in the world to choose to earn everything on our own not to have it that it's a free, free it's free if it's free you didn't have to create this world you could just you could just give it to us for free we don't, it's not what he wanted so therefore there's always going to be a choice so when we look at this and we say wow how can no one believe in it the Rav Hashem sending us messages too no, they're going to look at us down the line and you heard there was a tsunami and you didn't see, and you didn't do chuba, you didn't do chuba. Why now? How could you not do chuba? What do you mean? Because we heard about it and we said forget it. What's in the gas same thing they were sitting in Gashin and they heard that there was dung going on everywhere and finished that was a of going on with our lives 80% of Kaisal said big deal ok it happens it stays on the front page for a couple of days and go on and we move on and the next month is right there. ok because it's that same Yetzirah and Satan that tells us ok it happens right there's a tsunami it happens there's an earthquake it happens right didn't happen here did happen here. I remember the Rishiv used to say. He said he remembers years ago. I don't remember which year this was and what year he said it. And one year it happened, but there was a major earthquake in Mexico. And he says he remembers seeing that a guyish journalist wrote in a, in the paper that there's no other way to explain this except that it's the hand of God. There's no other way. And he said the guy was misfalled from this earthquake. And he that's the used to say the same thing here. He said, Mitzrayim through all these miracles here. And that, still people didn't believe. He says, Urban Sham sending the same things. What's an earthquake? What are all these things? What are floods in in, in abnormal ways? It's all Uban Sham sending messages. So we're all we can't believe how eighty percent of Klaisa weren't from the Mecca, and at the same time we ourselves are not misspelled from the messages of Hashem. Maybe it's not as clear maybe yes maybe not I don't know but it's always you have to remember when you see this we're so from all these from all these miracles and this is how you understand the whole Chumash how every time Klai's keeps on having tainas against Hashem Hashem has month falling down from Shemaim every morning and you're busy having tainas and He's not going to give you water how's it possible? the answer is always very simple besides there's many different answers similar as always because we don't have the Nisayan. when it's not your Nishayan, you talk and don't understand it's very clear and in your own lives you look at someone else how did they fall to this uh, how they do the right thing or do the wrong thing you don't understand because it's not your Nisayan. you only see it as a very clear thing it's obvious it's only obvious to you because it's not yours and the same thing is through every Parsha throughout or many many of the Parsha it's very easy for us to understand now with Rit why was it written why do we need to know that Kala all had tainas and Hashem all the time why do we know clients all did chatayim why do we have to know that 80% of clients all died why do we need to know all these things because we're supposed to then use it to apply to our lives we're supposed to see this is what the Rabbi Nishalai did and look how he answered them and look what they went through and we're supposed to apply and use it not to say wow we would have done better we're not doing any better that way we're doing the same things that they were doing. So that's a very important hashkafa to understand. The makas, Mitzrayim. To remember also, when you, when you read in the Haggadah, right? There's a maklaikas. How many makas were there? Right? How many? Ten, fifty, two-fifty. There are tons of makas. That means these ten makas had many many makas to them also. There was so much going on here, and yet at the same time, that's what a person is. Everything could be "quote unquote" hitting them in the face, and eighty percent of Kli Yisrael so, doesn't believe there's going to be a gula. They didn't believe it. That's it. However, you want to figure out because they uh, they were affected by the Mitzriim, by the culture. There's all the terusim. At the end of the day, even there's no atheist in a fax doll, as they say. When a person's put to the test, all of a sudden, what's going on? They were watching this. It wasn't negated to them because they didn't see it. They were watching it happen and they went by it. It their lives. They weren't expelled from it. Okay. So that's just something to think about. So that's how you can have an armor by an armor full of these creepy, crawly, disgusting things and finished and they weren't expelled from it. Okay. Then we have the Mark of all right. So, what was Mida the me so the machine used to tell to oh, listen, um, we uh we need we like to make a circus. Like, you know, this was the forerunner of Barnum and Bailey. We like a circus. In a circus, you need bears, and you need lions, and you need tigers, and you need monkeys, and you need uh, whatever else you need over there in the circus. Well, how are you going to get them, right? Okay, a very easy thing. I'm, Mr. Mitsui, me, I'm going to go trap a bear. I have a Jew. Jews, please go get us the Dubim, the bears and the lions. Bring them in here, and we want to make a circus. Now, the reason they did this, besides for the fact, probably, that, um, just in case there's any accidents, the Jews are the ones who are on the, re- the receiving end of the accident. Chazal, the Chazal tell us is because this was all going on, remember, while they were building Pisam and Ramses. They were, during the day, they were very busy, Klai But the Mitzvim didn't want them going home at all. Because they didn't want, they didn't want, they wanted Klai not to be able to go home and they didn't want them having any children. They were trying to have Klai's die out. You see this constantly. We'll see this through the markets. Claude, they were very into this. They, did, they figured this is their way. They could kill out this whole generation and finish. Then there's going to be no Jews left. So... One way of doing that is if nobody gets to go home. So how do you get it? After a long day working in the, in the, uh, in the what's it called, in the, in the Baitisim and Ramseit, so where are they going to go? So they start going home. On the way home they say, well listen, uh, Mr., J- uh, not Mr., they said Jew, go get us some uh, bears, some lions. So therefore, me the Hashem said, you want the bears, you want the lions, you want all the wild animals, no problem, they're going to come straight to you. Not only that, they used to make the Mitzriam have taxi services, so if they wanted their child to go to school, or they needed their child to go to the playground, so they used to say to the Jew, here, carry him on your back, let him ride on your back, and he'll ride you to the, uh, to the playground. The Jews were like the human taxis for the Mitzriam uh, kids. So what happened? The Rabbi Hashem said, Okay, no problem. You want uh, your children to have taxi service? Not a problem. Hashem said, The Avim, wolves, and bears, and if a Jew, if a mitzi would have ten children, so and he would tell the Jew, Here, listen, take them to the Shuk, take them to the marketplace. Because you have to remember also um, that... Even while the machas were going on, the Mistrian themselves were still being Mashab at Yisrael. right? Because in well, according to the most simplest understanding, there were there were ten machas and each one took a month. There was a week and then a three week reprieve. So that's ten months. Now we know Machis Bukiris was during Nisan. So you work your way backwards, right? So you're holding somewhere here, Sivan, but when did the Shibut stop? The Tishrei before. The Tishrei before the Nisan we went out six months early is when the Shibut stopped. But we were still avadim. So they were still they were still trying to get us to work at certain times. So therefore, if Dimitri would then say to the Jew, here, take my children to the marketplace, so the lion... He it says, if Dimitri had ten children, he would tell the Jew, take them to the marketplace. So, the lion would come and he would snatch one kid. And then the uh, wolf would take one, and then the leopard, and then the bear, and finish, and then the Jew would come back to the mystery, and he would say, uh, where are my children? So the Jew would say, Hey, let one second, let me uh, let me sit down and figure it out. Okay, one of them the lion has, one of them the bear has, one of them the wolf has, one of them the leopard, and so on and so forth. And he gave them, Okay, that's where your ten children are. I you know, I had uh, I didn't have to take them, they were taken on their own. Now obviously when they were taken, they probably didn't come back. But that was part of the Mida Kenegan Midah of the Uri. Devers, when they all died out, the plague. Because the Kala Yisrael did have a lot of cattle from all the years that they were, there were sheep and cattle. And um, the Mitzrayim wanted to steal all their cattle. So Hashem brought a dever, and all the cattle of Mitzrayim died out. Also, another way, tactic to keep the Jews from going home was if he make them be shepherds way out in the hills and way out in the in the desert and way out in the valleys so they're always sleeping far out so they weren't able to go home another way to Kadesha Lo Yifru Viyirbu so they should not multiplied. Then came Shin Says the Majushwai, why? Because they forced Klai Yisrael to be in charge of the bathhouse, bath attendants. Bath attendants, so they should be able to wash themselves, the Mitzrayim. So um, they heat me up the hot water, give me cold water. They made them into these very <clears throat> well down jobs, and because of that, their skin got shin, You're so busy washing your, you're trying to wash your skin, you're making the Jews wash your skin and do things to help you, you're not even going to be able to touch your skin because you have these boils all over them. Okay, then there was Barad. Barad, why did it come? So the measure says, because they used to throw stones at the Jews. They stoned them. And in uh, the connected meat. They got this hail coming down on them. And not only that, same idea as before. They used to make the Jews be gardeners. Take care of their garden and their orchards. Says so that a, the the major says somewhere that a Jew would come home, like I said before, after working a whole day out. And Pisam and Ramb says, and he's ready to go. And all of a sudden the mister say, listen, I need someone to start uh, plowing and hoeing and pay watering my garden in the back. And the whole night he would make him work in his garden. So because, again, so he shouldn't go home. So therefore, who brought on them barad and it broke down all the trees and all the produce. Everything was totally destroyed. keneg and. midah. And as we know, the the mace of Borod was that it was aish and Mayim. Ash and Mayim usually are not, um, don't work together. Water puts out fire, the ice puts out the fire, but they made Shalom between them and they hit Mitzrayim, and the Major says, if the mitri was sitting, so then the uh, he would get hit by the hailstones. If he would stand up, the fire would burn him. So he'd be getting the, the the hail, which is like cold, and then he would get the heat. Either way, he was getting hit and burned. He could get burned also from uh, frostbit and from the cold also. The Lashon of the Medrash is just like the Rishayim in there's, there's, I don't know what this means, but there's a concept, there's Gehanim Shalash, and there's Gehanim Shal Shaleg, and there's this, Cold in his hat, and it was the same idea that the Mitzriim got there from the Bara. Then came the Harba the locust, and that was because they made K'lal Yitzchel plant all different types of seeds, um, wheat and barley and beans and, and uh, lentils and all different types of, of uh, beans and seeds. So. The arba, the locusts came and ate up all the produce, all the seeds and all the wheat and everything that was in the fields um, were eaten up by the arba. But then the Mitzrayim saw a little bit of uh, light at the end of the tunnel here and they said, or maybe better is a silver lining here in this cloud and that is they said well okay once the arba is going to die so we'll be able to eat them we'll take them and we'll uh, cook them up and we'll eat them we'll pickle them all different types of recipes of how to eat locusts and grasshoppers So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Rishayim, you think that the Makkah I'm going to bring on you, you're so excited now about it, you're like willing to uh, suffer through it, eating up all your produce, because at least you'll have um, fried locusts before, um, you know, after you eat it. So, I mean, after the Makkah goes away, you'll at least be able to get that. So that's why it says, Hashem brought a wind, picked up all the arba, and sent it off. There was not one locust to be found in the entire land of Mitzrayim, and that the Ramban says, Ad hayoyim hazeh. And not only that, the Major says, even the locusts from before, that were ready in the barrels being pickled. Now, usually pickled locusts are probably not the most energetic things, we hope. But they just jumped out of that barrel, and they were gone. So, everything. There was not a locust to be found, the grasshopper to be found, the whole Mitzrayim. The Ramban says, Ad hayoyim hazeh you could tell the boundaries of Mitzrayim where, the Arba, where there is the Arba. If there is a locust there, that means it is not part of Mitzrayim. If, there, if, if, um, if, 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 if in the boundaries of Mitzrayim, the Ramban says, Sichu b'chol nifloyitzav is a mitzvah to say this over, to show the of Hashem, there is no Arba left in Mitzrayim. So that is Arba. And then we have Chaysheth. Klaishuk is because they wanted to put Yisrael in jail. Lock him up in a jail. So, Klaishburk will put them in a jail, in the jail of darkness. As we know, now, one of the things of jail is that people, there's something called solitary confinement. That's like a worst type of being in jail. I mean, sometimes it's worse to be with other criminals, but sometimes, at least as a human there, solitary confinement is used as a type of punishment. So therefore, like, that was the mida k'neged mida, so no one was able to see each other. Everyone was like in their own mini solitary confinement. As we know, the first three days you could move, but they just couldn't see. And the next three days they couldn't even move. They were sitting, couldn't stand, stand, couldn't sitting, they were crouching, couldn't stand up, nothing at all. Chazal say that this Chayshik was a Chayshik that came from Gehenna. brought to this world just for the Mitzrayim. Now, another reason for Makkah's Chayshik, like we mentioned before, is because Hashem had a bit of a problem here. And that is that there are 80% of Klai itself does not believe in the Gula. They were Rishayim that did not believe in the Gula. And Hashem had a problem. If you don't believe in the Gula, you're not getting out. So what's he going to do? He wants to kill them. But if he kills them when the Mitzrinim are able to see, so you know what they're going to say? Very simple. They're going to say, well, just like we got a maka, you also got a maka. So, who says it's your Hashem? Maybe it's a different Hashem. It's going to take away from the whole effect. The whole effect is that only they're getting hidden, not the Jews. So therefore, Hashem brought Kaisha three days, and they died. All the... Rish- Paisha Yisrael died in those three days. In order that they shouldn't see them, that the Ga'im should... the Matriam shouldn't see them dead. Now, not only... that, the question is... Okay, but three days, they're all gonna, there's going to be light again. Aren't they going to see like uh, two million dead bodies? I mean, what's going to be going on over here? Because I'll say that the Jews in those three days buried all of those people. They buried them all. It was a very busy three days burying all these millions of people that died. Many of them were probably their relatives, right? could assume 20% of Christ, that was probably somehow related to the other 80% right and they buried them and in fact later on by the before Kriyas Yamsev, there's a Mejush that says that um, the Pesach says over there that Klai Yisrael told Moshe Rabbeinu um, that uh, we told you already it would have been better for us to go stay in Mitzrayim and die in Mitzrayim and the Mejush says that a bigger Tsar for Klai Yisrael bigger than all the years of the Shibud was when they had to bury all of their dead uh, fellow Jews that was a bigger tzahar for them than the shibu itself it was a terrible terrible trying and painful time for Klai but that's what they needed to do and so in those three days they buried their mason it wasn't just that they died then they buried them It's still a bit hard to understand because, you know, if let's You know, if you make a judgment that there's 3 million, at least 3 million people in Qal Yisrael
1: and change,
0: right? And all of a sudden, everyone's in the darkness and 2 days, 3 days later they come out and all of a sudden, wouldn't you be missing like 2.5 million people from your land? There's only 600,000 left. But it's not really that hard to understand because... You have to remember that the Mitzrayim looked at the Jews as Kimim, as vermin. They looked at them not as people. Now, if the Jews still would have been during the Shibud, the Nazis, Yomach they had an exact list of every person, or number, however it was, that was working. And if the numbers were, if someone was missing, they knew when someone was missing. And it was the same thing. Klai Yitzrael in the Shibud, the Mitzrayim had lists and lists and lists and lists of all of every Jew that existed, the Midrashim say. So if Klai Yitzrael was still in the Shibud, it would have been a big problem. This is why Hashem couldn't, quote unquote, kill them earlier in the Makkas because they were still during the Shibud. And if all of a sudden uh, two and a half million people don't show up to work, they're going to figure it out. And then you've defeated the purpose of them not knowing. But now they weren't working anymore. And when they used to walk by Jews, it was totally, they didn't even notice them. It wasn't, they didn't notice them. They were like cats in the street, like rats in the street. They didn't notice them. So two million are missing? It's not even on their radar screen. They don't even notice it. And that's, So therefore, if they would have seen dead bodies, okay, that's one thing. They would have seen people burying people. They would have noticed something's going on. But the fact that two and a half million people were missing totally not on the radar screen they totally did not notice they walked with their noses up in the, in the air and they didn't notice them just like the Nazis also that's what they tried to convince people that Jews are not people they're animals and they're not gyrus an animal ok now this was Chayshik. now but Kla Yisrael had light that means to say Kla Yisrael would walk into a mystery's house where, where it was pitch black, not just pitch black. You could feel the, the darkness. It was a thick darkness. And that was like the chayshach of Um But when a Jew walked in, there was like a... He came with his own fluorescent light around him, shining, and he would see everything. And that's how we saw all the jewels and all the things in the mitzvah's house. And later on, when he's going to go and borrow, when Hashem commands them to go borrow things to the mitzvah, and the mitzvah said, I don't have that. They told him, really, it's on your shelf, uh, in your closet. And therefore, they had to give it to them. Because of this, like, seeing how could it be that one person has total black, and you know, one person has, has light, the mitzvah, in a the Netziv has a couple a few perushim throughout Chumash that are well known as like very uh, out of the ordinary perushim, and one of them is this one. We, the Netziv talks about dinosaurs somewhere. Where he says before the marvel there were dinosaurs. It was also one of the well known like radical perushim from the Nitzvah. Um and this one is also. I'm sorry, this is not the Netziv. I'm making a mistake. The Netziv talks about dinosaurs. The Targum says that he would think perhaps Marcus Cheshach was like a cataract. The Mitzrayim had something over their eyes that they couldn't see, but there was really light everywhere. And that's how he tries to explain how is it possible for one person to have darkness and the other person to have light it's not so you know, I mean with Hashem it's not such a hard thing if it's black and every Jew walks in with his uh, you know automatic lights all around him and that's, that's, but he has a chance to say maybe he wants to say maybe it was a cataract in the eyes of all of the Mitzri ok that is Marcus Cheshach and then the the cherry on top was Marcus Becherus um as I'll say, why did he kill the Becherim of Mitzriam? Because Parai wanted to kill all the boys that were being born of Klai Yisrael. He told Shifram Hu, he told Miriam and Yechevet to go kill them. And even though they, they didn't do it, but Hashem, who knows that, Parai wanted to do that. He considers it the machashav of Parai as if it was done. And therefore, it was as if he killed out so many boys of Klai Yisrael. So therefore, Hashem brought makas Becherim. Now you have to understand that in the Egyptian culture, the b'char was they worshipped a b'char. The firstborn in the family was like the prince of the family. Was, they, they, they almost worshipped him. So when you strike down the b'chayrim, that's like hitting them very hard. In fact, the medrash says that if any time a b'char would die in Mitzrayim, so they would they would paint on the wall a picture of that dead child and by Makas Bechairis those pictures disintegrated it wasn't only the Bechairim anything related to a Bechair and Chazal say it was such a hard day for those Mishriim besides the one who actually lost their children but even the ones who had children who were dead already and their pictures and their surahs used to have forms of them and they used to have like busts of them totally disintegrated fell to pieces it was as if it was, the Yom, it's a, Kiilu Bo'ay Sayem Kavrim, such a tsar as it, they buried them on that day. And not only that, if a child died, if a bachar died to so a mitzri, where would they bury them? In their houses. They worshipped their own firstborn so much, that if their bachar would die, besides painting a picture on the wall, and doing all these things, they would bury them in their house, so they're always like at the kever of their holy bachar. And on the night of Marcus B'chairis, dogs came and dug up all the dead B'chairis that were in the ground already and took them out and started eating them up. And the Mithrium watched this and this was a terrible pain. It was killed as if they buried them that day. And that's why it says... And it says, and even if there was no bukhar in the house, the oldest person in the house died. It makes no difference if it was a zahar, if it was in a cava. And a bukhar anywhere would die, whether he was in his own home or not. And um, even firstborns of other nations that happened to be in Mitzrayim at the time, they all died. Also, um, if a lady was if a lady was 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 expecting a bukhar so she miscarried the bukhar. Um If the bicharis came, all the all the Mitzrayim, they uh, deposited their a lot of them deposited their firstborn where by the Jews. They figured the Jews nothing's going to happen there, so they put him by the Jews. So you can imagine what's going on. This is the night of Pesach. Klai is eating the carbon pasta, the first time ever, and. Uh, the mitzri firstborn of their neighbor is uh, sitting here in the corner, right, um, together at this Pesach Seder. And all of a sudden comes Chazais, as everyone's eating their api or whatever they're eating, and bam, and he dies too. It didn't help. Oh. But what does the Passoc say? And there was such a cry. If there was never such a thing, never will be such a thing. Because Chazal say, there was not one mitzri in the entire Mitzrayim that was not affected by this. Every person knew someone, had someone, everyone was affected by this Maka. So even though it's called Maka Tzvachairis, but it applies to much more. That is, that is the Mida Kineget, Mida here that the Mepharshim speak out by Makas Becharis. Um We're going to stop for here today and we will continue next time as Hashem um, talking about of what the Makas are supposed to teach. Kla Yisrael the different things. Now,